welcome. Hola, what's good? Hey, y'all, hey. You are tuned in to Circle Up with Amanda Hurd. What's good, family? I pray that season seven has just been a blessing to you all. I know so far each and every story that was shared has literally just blessed my entire heart. My heart is still smiling listening to some of the testimonies and being able to look back over my life and literally see how the hand of God was moving throughout the entire time. Even the times that I couldn't see him or I was unsure that he was there, even in those seasons where I was raised to fake it till I make it, (laughs) literally he was right there. He never left me. And so I love that these ladies have stood up and shared what they had. And the breakthrough has just been amazing, amazing. As we know, this season is titled, He Keeps on Blessing Me. So we will continue the series with testimony after testimony after testimony. Today, you'll be hearing a testimony from yours truly. I am super excited to share with you all this particular story that I'm going to share today. Um, As I was thinking, I was like, you know what? This is the perfect time to share the story that I'm going to share today because of all that I'm currently facing, the time that everything has lined up, and something that I want you guys to really take away from this story is that he works all things together for the good of those who loves him. And so I'm just super excited to share this story. But before I jump into the story, or more so the testimony, I want to um, just make a little shout out right quick. So I have a friend who has been doing her thing. You hear me? She stepped out on faith and did exactly what God has called her to do. And Um, I just want to see her literally flourish and thrive. (laughs) No point attended. That is the name of um, her business that she has started. Um, It is called Flourish and Thriving Consulting. And this woman is just amazing. If you are a leader and you want to lead with confidence and you need help identifying the tools in your toolbox, this is who you want to talk to. Miss Michelle Holmes. She has what it takes to dig into that toolbox and pick out the necessary tools to push you to that place you're supposed to be at. If you need an accountability partner, reach out to her. She has what you need. I'm telling you, I don't normally throw things out there um, about people that I don't trust or you know, people that I don't know too well, because I want you to get all of what's for you. And if I'm connected to somebody who has something that maybe you can use, and I know the people I'm connected to, they don't mind sharing what they have. So I want to make sure I get you connected to them. Listen, she does 30 minute free breakthrough calls. Just look her up on Facebook. Um, and once again, it's called Flourish and Thriving Consulting. Her name is Michelle Holmes. Um, she has a beautiful heart, beautiful, beautiful heart. If you want to send her a personal email. It's at Michelle at Flourish and Thriving dot solutions. You can look up um, her website at Flourish and Thriving dot solutions. Or like I said, just hop on Facebook. Everybody has a Facebook. If nothing less, send that page a like. Listen, you're going to love it. You're going to love her. Don't wait any longer. <laughs> Let's dive into this episode. So, 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 as I was telling you guys, I'm super, super, super excited to share with you guys this testimony. So this testimony is pretty much the testimony of um, 
me and my family getting into our new home. However, it has pieces of different things that we kind of went through along the way, right? So if I had to give this um, this testimony a title or if I had to um, give this this episode a title, I would literally call this living in his spoken word living in his spoken word. And why I chose that title or why I would call it that is because every morning that I find myself on my back um, porch, just praying or just sitting there meditating or just thinking about the goodness of God and all he has done for me, literally, I find myself saying, wow, I am living in your spoken word. That has to be a blessing. I challenge you to look over your life right now, like where you are right now. I challenge you to take a moment and look over your life. Where can you identify the moments where you have literally seen yourself living in a spoken word? Something that somebody has spoken over your life that was... (laughs) without them saying, thus says the Lord, or even if they did say that, something that you felt deeply in your heart that you were going to be, you were going to have, you were going to do, and you begin to move on it. And before you knew it, or even when time came in, you knowing it, you begin to find yourself in that place. That is you living in his spoken word. For me, if I take it back, we were in our condo for... I want to say my son is 15, um, my daughter is 12, so I want to say, or 13, so we were in our condo for about 12 years, right, and in that condo, we literally, I mean, went through it all, our ups, our downs, our good times, bad times, sad times, emotional times, I mean, we went through it all, the kids literally grew up there, so from nearly the time my daughter was born until pretty much a year ago from now. And so everything was there. Everything we experienced pretty much happened there. And so um, I remember going to uh, church and we were really kind of heavy in church at this time. And after some years had kind of passed by, we started having people speak over our lives, telling us, you know, we were going to be into the house and they described our house slightly at times. They would say, you ain't find your house yet. What's taking y'all so long? You ain't get your house yet. And time would go on and no, we still didn't get a house. Um, uh, a lot of the times, if you would just ask me, I don't think we were actually ready. Um, but whatever, the word was spoken. It was spoken. It was spoken. And I remember before we even got into the condo that we lived in, we lived in a a house before then. And that house literally was everything that we thought we wanted in the house. However, we didn't stay there too long. But I remember one thing that me and my husband shared when we left that house. Um, One thing that we shared over and over again, we used to always say, I believe that we were in that house because God was showing us something that we could have. Like if we can touch it, if we could only touch this thing, then it will just stain our memory and let us know, never settle. Like there is something out there for us. And so <laughs> speeding or fast forwarding back to where I panned us, um, 
So yeah, people were literally speaking over our lives. I mean, for a good, I want to say two years, maybe two and a half years in and out, you know, people would say, you ain't get your house yet. Or they would give us instructions like, you got to move in faith. You got to work in faith. I need you to, you know, do this and do that and get this and get that and put about a door, pack your house, like pack your stuff, get ready to move, get you some keys. Like there was all these different things. And I found myself moving in a quote unquote obedience to the word that they were speaking over us. And yeah, it just, it just never really, it just never really lined up. (laughs) Let's just say that. Um, but literally I remember having faith and having hope knowing that, you know, whenever we left the condo that we were staying in, for sure we would be in a house and not just any house, but our house. And that was another thing that me and my husband would share all the time. We were like, when we leave here, we're not moving to another, you know, apartment or we're not moving to another condo. We're not moving to some, it's like when we move here, we're moved from here, we're going to be moving into our own home. And so, um, as years went on and time went on, that was always kind of like, um, our, our, I don't know if you want to call them like late night talks or that was always the thing that we kind of held in common with um, what we would do next in life. Right. And so I remember um, we started getting into this time where everything started just rising. Prices started rising. Rent started rising. Everything started going up. But that wasn't the thing that kind of struck us. What really kind of struck us is we started getting this uncomfortable feeling in our home. And when I say in our home, I don't mean inside of our four walls in the sense of like something was weird in the house, but in our in our four walls in the sense of like it almost felt like like it wasn't for us to be there any longer. Um, I'm sure some of y'all can identify with that feeling. Have you ever been at a job and then you loved your job and you know, and everybody at your job, or I mean, everybody don't love everybody at their job most times, but you know what I'm saying? Like you really, you were really comfortable where you were, but out of nowhere, you just started feeling like, okay, something has to change. Something's about to change. I don't think I'm supposed to be here any longer. Mm, Maybe it's time for me to move on. Maybe I'll start looking for another job. Maybe I'll start that type of feeling. So we were both kind of experiencing that type of feeling around the same time. And so we started discussing like, okay, I think it's time to move. I think it's time to get out of here. We don't want to be here for another year, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, the conversations that you would have when it's time to, when you find yourself in a place where it's time to go. Right. And so during that process, I remember, um, one of my favorite parts of the day during that time was when my family would leave. Like my husband would be on his way to work and my kids, they were either at school or they were going to the gym for the rest of the day as well. And so, and it it wasn't my favorite day because they were gone, but it was my favorite day because that was the time I chose to spend a lot of time with God. Like that was me and God's time. And so in that private time, I remember I was just praying for everybody and everything, everybody and everything. And I was enjoying this place of prayer because I never knew what was going to come up at that time. I just knew that whatever was was flowing from my heart was being answered. And so I was excited. God was just had me in this in this place um, of isolation where it was just me and him. And I was so in tune with what was going on that nothing else mattered. 
And so I remember as if it was yesterday, I was in my prayer closet and I was on the floor and I was just praying and I was praying and I was praying and all of a sudden what I was praying for shifted and I started to pray for myself and for my family and the things that were coming up started, you know, kind of catering to us moving into a home. And I found that that was kind of weird because... Um, It wasn't something that was on the front of my mind. Like it wasn't, I didn't go into prayer thinking that I was going to pray about this thing. Um, And another thing is (laughs) I was so unsure and uncertain of what next looked like because we were, we have been so settled in where we were. So even when me and my husband would discuss it or talk about it, I still had no clue what that really looked like. (laughs) And so I remember just being in this in this conversation with God and uh, and I started praying and normally when I pray well not norm not anymore but I used to get to a place when I was praying and I would pray for myself I would kind of stop the prayer and then go back in and pray for somebody else. I struggled for a long time with praying for myself. And so it was funny because during this time I really couldn't stop um, praying for what I was, what I was praying for. And there was a moment of, of silence that took place. And then the Lord began to speak to my heart. And at that time, he literally told me that we were going to be moving into a house. And I wrote it down. I still have it in my journal to this day. And I, I'm going to try my best not to get rid of that journal. Cause when I do clean outs, i be throwing out all kind of stuff. Okay, let's get back to the story. But um, yeah, so I, I wrote it down in my journal and I was just, I was so filled in my heart and I was so sure in my heart because like I said, everything that I was praying in that time, I literally was graced to be able to see those things come to pass. So I had so much confidence in what he just spoke over my life, right? And so um, that I, that was just the beginning. And so... I had no clue that as he was speaking to me and as I would meet him each and every day in that place and he would give me a little nugget here, a little nugget there, just encouraging my heart that this was so. And he was giving me instructions and giving me numbers and times and dates and things were so crazy because I really didn't understand the fullness of what the numbers meant or the fullness of what the time frame he was he was sharing with me like. I I couldn't comprehend all of those things. However, when I started to make sense out of them, I knew that it meant before that year was over. And so (laughs) my confidence was like over the walls. Like there was nothing that we faced in that time that made me doubt the word of God. Now, on the other side, I had no idea that he had already started like working the word that he spoke. Um, my husband was at work. He, when he told me his side of the story, he was at work and, um, out of nowhere, he just got this urge to start, you know, doing stuff with his credit and paying these weird things off and doing all of this, um, all of these things, which was positioning him to be able to fit us into a particular type of loan or get us into the next phase of what was taking place. Now, even he had no idea of what was to come in the next couple of months, right? And so he was just moving and going with the flow of what he felt at that time. And 
I find it so amazing that God was working things out on every end of this spoken word. Um, The more the time went on, the clearer he began to instruct and give specific um, details about the home we would be living in. And I mean, I wish you guys can see my planner or my notebook where I wrote all of these things down. He he gave us so much detail about how we would know the house. Um, we would know the house by the way it felt. He reminded or, or he told me that, you know, the people in the house that we were going to be buying, they didn't want to move from the house. And there was just so many details. There was so many details. Now, I want to throw this in there that when I tell you guys we were still not When he first started speaking to us or speaking to me about this thing and working with my husband about this thing, when I tell you we were way behind eligible to move into a home, I mean that with every bit of honesty I can give you guys. (laughs) Like nothing, nothing we were connected to or nothing that we had available could position us to move into a house before that year was over. You guys, many of you may know this, that credit alone takes like six months to some six months to a year and some change to even begin to switch and turn for the better. Right. But things were literally changing in days worth of time. It was amazing to watch God move in that time. But I don't want to just dress it all up like the whole the whole thing process was just easy breezy like it was just a piece of cake no when I tell you guys that the enemy was upset with us I remember one morning I woke up and it was like fire on my face like I felt like everything around me was hot it was so so hot and I I looked at my husband and I was like I was like babe I think that uh (laughs) the enemy is upset with us. Okay. I was like, he is angry. I was like, I can feel as if his presence is right in front of me and he wants to do something so bad, but he does not have authority to do it. And my husband was just agreeing with the feeling. And we, we prayed about the situation and we prayed about everything. But when I tell you that the Lord gave him access to do X, Y, and Z in our lives during that time. And none of it phased us. Literally, he, I mean, when I say he was at work, he was at work. It was so bad that one night my husband came home. He was really, 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 really tired. And um, apparently he, he dropped his keys or misplaced his keys. And some young guys um, found the keys and later on that night about three four o'clock in the morning and I only know these details because somebody had a camera in the neighborhood and they were able to catch everything but the young guy came back with his with a bunch of his friends and pretty much hopped in my husband's car stole the car <laughs> and I guess they they their plan was to bring it back because somebody seen them the next morning like I trying to drop it off, but I don't know what happened or why they decided they couldn't do it. Um, but they ended up keeping it. And so what happened was when we woke up and my husband said he was about to go somewhere or no, 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 no. He, when, when I woke up, I went to look out the window. I didn't see my husband that morning. I went to look out the window and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, where, where does that go? Um, so I called him and come to find out he was, he was knocked out sleep under all the covers. Okay. <laughs> 
So he was like, I'm in the bed. I was like, well, your car is gone. And so he jumps up and we run to the front. And he was like, oh my gosh, what, what, what? And you know, so we call the police, da, 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 da. We get, um, we try to get everything involved. They go on this hunt looking for the car and hours and hours are going by. Next thing I know, we get this call and the officers are like, we found the car. So we're like, woohoo, yeah, God is good. You know, everything is working out. Um, you know, everything is working out for us. The enemy thought he won, and but he didn't. And any boohoo, you know, doing all the, the, the praise and worship ceremony part, okay? But <laughs> long story short, when they found the car, that was pretty much the beginning it was pretty much the beginning of the story. So they found the car, but when they found it, apparently the kid who stole it, yes, kid, he was like 14, maybe. The kid who stole it seen the officer behind the car on his cell phone talking. And at this point he was talking, the officer was talking to me saying, yeah, we found the car. It's actually up the street. Da, 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 da. So I'm like, good. You know, I'm on, I'm, I was like, I'm on my way. I'm gonna come up there. Um, in just a moment, da, 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 you know, having a conversation, the kid runs out of the, um, the place he runs out of the house. He was at literally slides back into the car and speeds off the officer literally now is on a high speed chase. So, <laughs> All of this excitement, all of this, we giving God a glory, yay, I knew it, working out for my good, yay, 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 just to find out that the car is gone again, right? And so a little bit later, the officer ends up calling me again and saying, I'm so sorry, Miss Heard, you know, uh, we found the car, however, and he tells us a story of how the kid runs, jumps in the car, and a high-speed chase, but then he ends the story like this, uh, so the car is totaled right he was like you know we was chasing him down he cut a few corners ran into the house you know tow up the rims this that and the third and everything goes from a what from a from a, a really a super high excited place to a what like jaw dropping moment like are you serious we were this close to the car are you serious and so I find my way or I make my way up to the to the scene where everything is and um I'm just, I'm looking at this car like, are you, this is, this is crazy. Like, this is unbelievable. Now, what are we going to do? And so we're going to put a pin right there with that story. And we're going to go back to, um, we're going to go back to the overall story. So yeah, the enemy was upset with us and he literally had freedom to run oh so far in our lives and do oh so much in that time frame that was supposed to discourage us, that was supposed to stop us from looking and hunting from what God said was ours, that was supposed to um, take away a promise that was spoken to us, that was supposed to detour us, delay us from getting to what God spoke over us. But <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> So we continue, we continue going out and, you know, and it's so crazy because even though that was such a, a hard pill to swallow, we swallowed it and we swallowed it with pride, knowing that no matter what, God was still going to do something amazing. He was still going to show up and show out because that's, that's the plus side you have when you spend time with him, you begin to learn not, well, not just let me let me dig deep into that. 
not just learn his characteristics, but you begin to know his characteristics. You begin to not just learn his voice, his tone, what he means by what he says, but you begin to know what he means by his tone and what he says. And that's a big difference because there has been seasons in my life where I was not spending so much time with him where I lost track of his voice. I lost track of knowing his reputation. I lost track of knowing that if God said it, it is to be done. Like if, because God is who he is, whether I feel him or not, things still have to work because he is the one working them. Like he can't speak a thing without that thing going ahead and, and like preparing to manifest. Like that's just not who he is. But when you, when you spend so much time disconnected, not talking to him, you forget how funny he is, how loving he is, how genuine he is. You forget how he is a promise keeper. Like you, you know, you, you heard it. And so you've learned it, but you forget about it to a point where it's almost like you don't know it. And so that, that was the plus side about being in this season at this time is because there was so much time spent with him, we knew without a doubt that whatever happened, it was happening for our good. And so we continue out the journey. We continue to search for a house. We continue to search for the word that God spoke. We continue to look for the feeling that, that God said we would feel when we get to the place. But it began to become a bit discouraging because during this time, this is when everybody was buying up everything. This is when many people who was connected to us had so much doubt. Even though we were full of faith, they had so much doubt. There was people who told my husband literally that, yeah, you're going to get home, but not this time, like not this year, maybe next year. Yeah, maybe, but this is just a bad time. And I don't fault them because they were absolutely right. According to how the world was going in our situation. I mean, like we have nothing to get into no home, but God said that we were going to before that year was over. So that is all we had to stand on. But people continue to speak the opposite over our situation, over our life, over and over and over again. There was so much doubt in the air that I can only imagine not being connected to Christ, how much doubt we would have, you know, consumed, how much doubt we would have been walking in. Like, I can only imagine what would have happened if we continued to speak the things that they were speaking. But we're going to get past that. (laughs) There's a lesson in that, though. Like move on what God says and not on what people say. And even though God can use people to speak to you, as for me, I take everything back to him. Even if he used, if he used the dog to say something to me, I'm going back to him. Like, did you just tell that dog to bark at me like that? (laughs) I mean, funny, but for real, like everything. So don't be afraid to take things back to him. I know that we've been learned. Don't question God. And I know that we've been learned, you know, that, you know, you just got to have faith in the man of God, or you got to have faith in, you know, the woman of God, or if God does use people, it's not just going to speak and the tree's going to shake and you're going to hear his voice. But listen, there's another side of that. Like, it's okay. If you have a question, ask. If if you feel some kind of way, ask. Like, he is a father first. So I want you guys to remember that. Like, he is our father and you can ask your father any concern that is on your heart. And you don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to feel guilty about asking. You don't have to feel like your faith is is 
none because you asked a question. You're just looking for assurance. You're looking for a place to rest your trust in. And that's okay. I believe he loves that. So going forth with a story. So like I said, we we started um, becoming a little, you know, like, okay, is, is, can this happen? Like, (laughs) can this happen? Because, um, the way it's looking, literally we can show up to a house that just hit the market. And before we finished looking at the house, it was already, it would already be pending for like saying that it's going under contract or, you know, some people were buying houses from different states that where they haven't even seen the house yet. So it started getting so tight. I mean, it got so crazy that we didn't even want to go and look at any more houses. At one point it was just like, okay, I mean, maybe we'll go, maybe not, you know, okay, well, we'll just go look at it. You want to put a bid on whatever, just, I guess so. So it started becoming slow. And then there was this one home. And when we were in that home, it started looking like God's word, right? The people that were selling the house, everything in that house just seemed like they didn't really want to sell. Like everything in that home felt kind of it felt sad in the sense of something happened that is, was forcing them out and they really didn't want to let go. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you would know about feeling this. Oh, this is a feeling. Oh, it feels good. This is it. This is it. This is it. So we got all worked up and we were looking around and we started seeing other little pieces that God has spoken. And it just seemed like that house would fit. It reminds me of, it gives me the image of the puzzle of putting together one of those really, 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 really big, let's say, 150, 250 piece puzzles, right? You know how some of the pieces, they literally look like they should go into that one fitted place. I mean, the colors are in sync, like the shape looks nearly like that is the correct piece to fit in there and you try to put it in there and it's not really going but you begin to wiggle push slide you're like trying to make it fit because you're like I know this is the piece that's how that situation was it was like I know this is it but it's not fitting everything everything at one in one moment was falling in the balls of our hand it was like yes this is it you know we're the only people they they he pretty much needs us because nobody else is you know nobody else is willing. And so, yes, we got it. We got it. We got it all to find out that no matter how much we pushed, that piece didn't fit. (laughs) So it was a little sad. However, our realtor was like, I got one more house. I want you guys to look at. And it was in a place, it was in a part of town where we were like, we ain't moving there no matter what. Right. And, and it's not because the, that part of town was bad or anything. It was just far for us. Like we were used to living a good 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes from everything that we wanted to go to. Everything that we did was 15, 20 minutes away. We had, we live like in the heart of the area where we lived. And so it was perfect. And we were like, we do not want to live like 40, 45 minutes away from everything. No, 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 no. The answer is no. But I don't know what <laughs> pushed us to be like, okay, we'll go look at it. So we went and we looked at it. And the craziest thing about this place is that we literally said over and over and over again in this particular place 
that this feels like home. Like, wow, it's so comfortable in here. Wow, this feels like home. Wow, like the feeling is so good in here. Like, I wonder what the story is behind this. Like the feeling. We spoke about the feeling so many times that you are going to swear I'm lying when I say when we left this place, we forgot that we ever said anything about the feeling, about how it felt. (laughs) I'm telling you, when we left this place, we had no intention on bidding on this place because it was just like coming out of that place where the ball was in our hand and we knew we were going to get that last place. And then going and trying to rush back into another moment that might create that same feeling, you just kind of don't want to. So when we left, um, later on that day, our realtor was like, hey, so did you, any of the houses say, did you want to put a bid on? And we were like, nah. He was like, are you sure? I think we have a really good chance with the last one we seen. And we were like, no, nah, not really. And he was like, are you sure? Like he asked us a couple of times and then me and Zach kind of looked at each other and we were just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, at the end of our whole thought process and everything else, we wind down and was like, I mean, why not? It can't, it can't hurt. So we were like, but we're not going over and above. We're literally going to go under. We're going to say we're bidding this amount. We're, we're giving out this amount. We're giving the lowest of the lowest that we can say, because I mean, at this point, it's like, why shoot high? Right. And so it was so crazy because we knew without a doubt that we were not going to get this place. First of all, because there was people that were putting bids in on this same property over like 50K of what we said, over 50K of asking, right? Like people were literally bidding so high that there was like, there is no way whatsoever they're going to choose our little numbers over these people who are giving them way more than what it's even worth, right? My oh my, when I tell you, I want to say it was less than 48 hours later, we got that call and our realtor was like, we're under contract. It was the craziest feeling ever. We were like, oh my gosh, it still never really hit us that that was the home that we felt everything that was spoken to me during prayer. Still didn't put two and two together, right? (laughs) So now the ball is really going. It's really moving, right? So the enemy is still working. He's still doing what he does. Our bank accounts still look the way they look. Little to no money at all. Let me tell you something. Our realtor had no idea that we were broke (laughs) house hunting. We were house hunting on faith, okay? (laughs) And so after you go into contract, that's when the real game begins, right? So... (laughs) That is when money is due. I mean, you got due diligence here in this state. I mean, I don't know if that's everywhere, but you got you got money you got to put down right away. You got all of this stuff that you have to go into um, in order to get like the house looked at, checked, made sure it's okay, settled, um, appraised, all these different things you got to go through, right? So now it's time for God to really show up. (laughs) And when I tell you every single time, that something was needed or due. We were either connected to somebody who can get it done or the funds were available through, let me just say, God made a way. How about that? (laughs) God made a way. He literally made a way. We, I mean, the amount of money that we needed in order to get into this house Compared to the amount of money that we had before we even, or when we started this house journey, 
it is mind blowing. Okay. It is literally mind blowing. So let's put a pin there and let me tell you this right quick, fast in a hurry. About three, about two and a half to three and a half years prior to this point, we had gotten a car accident, right? And I mean, we were completely fine. Nothing like in, in the sense of like not being able to, to, um, like work or move in the sense of like, um, like being broken, like pieces being broken and stuff. I mean, we, we definitely had some suffering pieces. <laughs> we came across some suffering times, but it wasn't anything that like broke us down. Right. And so what was so amazing was during that time, we fought for two and a half, three and a half years, two and a half, three and a half years. Okay. Years for this car accident we got in, in order for this, this, this thing to be settled. Right. And in the middle of that fight, I mean, there was so many times we just grew weary. There were so many times we just wanted to give up. There were so many times that it just wasn't, we just felt like what is worth the, like, is this even worth the fight? There were so many times we went through so many different um, challenges with like just getting this thing settled that you would have just gave up. Honestly, I mean, you would have just gave up and all to find out two and a half to three and a half years later, the settlement came through and it was literally just enough. It was literally just enough money with the car, with Zach's car. Let's unpin that. What happened when the police found Zach's car that was totaled, right? So, so the accident that happened two and a half, three and a half years prior to the totaling of Zach's car when little boy stole it <laughs> with the connections that he connected us to literally gave us just enough money to walk or to get the keys of our brand new home. And so that was just, that was just amazing. That was, it was the craziest thing that we experienced during that time. Um, but I said that, or I shared that story to simply say like, God is God. And if he says it, trust and believe he's going to do it. He works all things together for the good of those who love him. If he spoke it, believe that you're going to be living in it. Believe that you're going to see it. Believe that it shall, it will, it is going to come to pass. Believe that there will be a testimony for you to share, tell, for you to let others know how good he is through it. Hold on, keep your faith, keep moving, keep believing and no matter what people say sometimes even yourself God does not mind proving the doubters wrong listen I believe in this season there's going to be a lot of you that hear this podcast and you guys are literally going to be able to witness yourself living in God's spoken word over your life right now before we close out I literally just want to say a prayer 
for those who this is for. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come to you right now, Lord God. I come to you thanking you first and foremost that you have allowed me to live out your spoken word, that you have allowed me to be a part of what you spoke, Lord God. You have allowed me to shine light on the very thing that you have given me, Father God. I'm asking, Lord God, for each and every heart that is listening right now, that you have been speaking to, that you have been grabbing hold the attention of, that you have been given specific times, dates, visions, dreams of a thing that you're doing in their life, that they grab hold on to your spoken word, Lord God, and they begin to look for it. They begin to look for it so much, Lord God, that when any and everybody else begins to speak against it, Lord God, they recognize that even that thing has to bow at the end. It is in Jesus's mighty name that I speak this prayer over their lives. Amen. Listen, listen, listen. I pray that you gather something amazing from this podcast, from this testimony, from this thing. Know that God is working out the details right now on your behalf. Know that you're going to be living out his spoken word and that he loves you and cares for you. If this is your first time tuning in to Circle Up with Amanda Heard, we welcome you. We love that you listened in, you tuned in. We pray that you follow us on all of our social media platforms so that you can stay in tune and in touch with what's happening next and with the podcast or the new episodes that will be released. Um, You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And we just started a TikTok account at circleup underscore A-H. And be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Circle Up with Amanda Heard. Last name is spelled H-E-R-D. Love you all lots. Talk to you soon. Bye.